Hey, welcome to the Stony Growth Podcast. Today's going to be a bonus episode. A um, little somber today. Been watching the Twitter feeds and uh, you know paying attention to what's going on for once. And you know what? What are we doing? When is enough going to be enough? Um, I'm not talking about gun rights and gun laws. I'm talking about as a society. What the fuck are we doing? When is it going to be enough that we realize we need to stop hurting each other? We need to, you know, stop taking each other for granted and appreciate what we all do and, you know, the lives that we have. You know, too too often are people hurting and taking advantage of each other. Uh, you know, look, look at everything that's going on we've got division across the country between you know the the different activist groups and you know spewing hate at each other and you know threatening to literally kill each other and doing so why What's the point? What's the purpose of that? What is that accomplishing? That's not moving society forward. That's not helping anybody out. That's hurting every single person. You know, um, I, I just be curiosity got the best of me, and I was looking at, you know, gun violence statistics for the past, you know, X period of time, and I came across this one. That was five people killed. Five people killed. The suspect was a 34-year-old 34, 34 man. Um, he was killed. It was a murder-suicide. It was classified as a mass shooting because I guess the, the classification is anything over any uh, shooting that involves four casualties of four or more. Um, in the same location is you know deemed deemed a, a mass shooting, um, but it was a murder suicide. He killed his entire family and himself. You know, so the first thing I did was I walked into my my kids' bedrooms, and, you know, hugged them and kissed them, and you know, it it made me appreciate the fact that I'm able to do that. You know, over the these past, you know, weeks, months, years, we've had numerous in incidents where people don't get that opportunity anymore. That's that opportunity is taken away from them. Whether it be, you know, their the the, the parents, brothers, sisters, whatever that were taken due to some you know mindless crime. Or, you know, in, in the case of the, the Sandy Hook shooting, you know, ki actual kids that were taken away from their parents, um, taken away from their families. It's, when's it going to be enough? When, when are we as a society, as, you know, the, the United States of America, the, the Union, when are we going to say it's enough?
when are we going to put our foot down and say, you know, we've got to actually become united and, you know, stop this bullshit? There's too much of it going on. Uh, now, maybe it's it's more apparent nowadays because of social media, because we have the instant feedback of Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram, whatever it may be. You know, we have that instant feedback, and you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's why it seems more apparent, and it seems like it's it's happening more often. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know the facts. I can look it up real quick, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it's always been like this, and you know, people have always been violent towards each other, but it's just more apparent nowadays. I don't know, but like, when, are, when are we gonna force this shit to stop? It's got to come to an end. I mean, does it stop when we hit rock bottom as a society? Or, you know, can we be proactive towards it instead of reactive and actually try to make a difference? And instead of, you know, pointing the finger at each other and, you know, you're to blame and, you know, you're the reason why, you know, X, Y, and Z. Instead of doing that, can we just meet you know, at the crossroads, and, you know, give each other a hug, and, and let's work this crap out. Let's figure out a way to move forward as a society instead of, you know, just ripping each other apart. Uh, and I'm not, once again, this isn't like a, a gun rights talk or anything like that. I want to avoid that as much as possible. Um, that's it's murky water that you know I don't necessarily agree with either side. Um, yeah, it neither either way. It's it's what can we do as people to to make this shit stop? And I don't have the answer. I don't even have a suggestion. I have no idea. You know where to even begin or start to, you know, brainstorm on how to, like, I don't know, but, you know, it's just, looking at it and, and having a family of my own and, you know, hearing about the, the, the shooting in Michigan today where the two, uh, bailiffs and the, uh, the sheriff's deputy were shot, I believe two were killed, uh, including the suspect, um, you know, I think about those guys, and I put myself in, you know, theirs and their family shoes. Like, these guys went to work just, you know, like it was any other day, transporting... I, I don't know the full story, and I, I don't want to speculate on anything. There's, that's, that's the information that I have. But, you know, they're not coming home. They're not coming home tonight, and their families have to live with that. You know, and then the the guy that committed the act, he doesn't have to live with that. You know, he's he's dead. So, you know, where where's where's the justice in that? 
you know, there, there's, I don't believe an eye for an eye. Um, I mean, in theory, I guess it's good, but in reality, like, getting killed because you killed somebody, is that really justice? I don't think so. Because now, you know, you're you're hurting more people. You're hurting potentially more families. And I know some people would be like, well, screw that guy. Committed a, you know, a, a heinous crime. Yeah, let him burn, so to speak. Yeah, but no. That's not really the right way to go. I mean... That's not to say that throwing them in the prison and lock them away and having tax pay for them the rest of their life. You know, that's not to say that that's the way to go. I don't, once again, I don't have the answer. I don't know. But I do know that, like, you know, I just, having empathy and being able to, you know, putting myself in these people's shoes, like, that's horrible. I, you know, I can't imagine, you know, my, my wife not coming home from work or my kids not coming home from school I I would be completely devastated and I'd be furious yeah absolutely I'd be furious with whoever you know could commit that crime but that's not to say that taking out revenge is right or just that's I don't think that's for me to deliver that. Um, I hope that makes any form of sense. You know, it's it's not it's it's not my place. In a fit of rage, could I possibly? I don't know. Maybe. Would I? May I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I don't think I have that much self control to be like, no, I, I can't. I'm not doing that. I don't. I don't know. I'm not in that situation, and I could try and put myself there as much as possible. But like, I just I don't know what that emotion is. I know what I'm feeling right now, and I don't like it. You know, it's 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 sad. It's it's terrible. I feel bad for every single one of these people. You know, it's it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Does a person deserve to lose their life? You know, in context outside of... That's... I don't know. I don't know. I can't even say that. I mean... In war... In combat, like... It happens. It happens a lot. Well, I guess not as much nowadays as it used to. But, you know, it, it happens. Is that to say that, like, if the, the quote-unquote bad guy dies, does that mean they deserve it? I don't know. That's a pretty deep conversation to have. I mean, we, can, we can travel down that path, and I, I don't know. I'll probably say some dumb stuff. That's just the... the Nature of the beast, I guess. But, you know, is, is that wrong? Is it wrong 
for somebody that committed a heinous crime to lose their life as well? I think yes and no. Yes, the whole eye for an eye thing we said, you know, before. I don't necessarily agree with that, but some people might find solace in it. And, you know, do I think that revenge killing is right? No, not at all. Like, I don't... If what I read is true, the Dallas shooter, I don't... I don't know. I haven't been keeping up on it very well. I'm actually uh, been very bad at it. I mean, it's hard to keep up with everything going on in this world or in the United States alone when you know I'm, I'm, when you're as busy as I am. Um, it's difficult. What? So what I I understand, and I I could be very wrong, and I'm probably going to get a crap load of comments about it, and you know whatever. And if yeah, I'm wrong. I'll admit I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. But what I understand is that you know he had said, and forgive me, I don't remember what his name was. I don't think that's really important either. I don't really think it's important to know what this guy's name was or you know what they were about or anything like that. I mean, because you can make the argument that you're going to have somebody in a similar mind frame. Or you know, uh, you know, mental state that is gonna take inspiration from that and do the same thing. You know, that's I don't think anybody wants that. You know, we want to try to stop it, not keep perpetuating it, and you know, rolling through the cycle over and over and over again. Um, that's just. That's silly and that's nonsense. I'm. It, it doesn't help that you know the the bad stories are what sells in the media. It doesn't help that at all. Yeah, nobody. I guess nobody cares about the you know, fluffy stories, the good stories. People only want to hear about the bad because that's a. It can. You have a visceral reaction to it. You know it. it you know, hide your kids, hide your wife. Bad shit's going down. So, like, it's just... We we don't need to be putting that information out. So what I understand is that he wanted to take revenge out on uh, police officers for another shooting that had happened. Um... How is that justified? Like, how is committing that act against police officers that have zero involvement with another situation, how is that helpful? That's, I mean, I can only assume that that's hurting your cause. I can't imagine that that would be helpful at all. Because now you're not only, you know, you're making the the police officers on edge more than they already are. I mean, you know, at any point in time in an an officer's day, it it could mean that they're not going home that night. You know, during a routine traffic stop, um, 
walking up to the window. Because, you know, men and women have no idea what they're walking into, aside what information that they, you know, got from running the license plate of the vehicle. And God forbid it says it's stolen. You know, then it's escalated before they even step out of the vehicle. So, you know, and that's just a, that's just a traffic stop. That's not the domestic violence calls that they have to go to. That's not, you know, the, the robbery calls, the armed robbery calls, the assault calls. It's none of the, you know, the, that's not a violent crime call that they're responding to. That's just a traffic stop for what potentially could have just been an outbreak light. And they have to be on guard for that. So now you're escalating the tension, you know, that an officer's already having to face with the fear and possibility that, you know, somebody is going to take, you know, ranged and accurate fire at them. That's jacked up. And that's not to, you know, that's not to say that, you know, every, every officer is innocent. Yes, the majority of them are good. And they do their jobs right. And, you know, they're, they're trained for most of the situations that are encountered. And, you know, nine times out of ten, the right call is made. At least from my opinion, the the right call is made, and from what I understand, um, every so often, yeah, you've got you've got a bad egg, or you've got somebody that made the wrong decision, and if the wrong decision's made, you don't think that that person, because that's what they are, they're people, they're people like you and I, they you know they bleed red just as much as you know anybody else. They breathe the same air, you know, drink the same water. And all they want to do is go home to their family at night. Every so often, you know, one makes a mistake. Every so often, you know, a bad one is exposed. Which, you know, it's... The more cameras we're putting on these officers, the more exposed the bad ones are becoming. So I guess in theory, eventually we'll run out of bad cops. They'll all be, you know, off the force or, you know, in jail or whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I can I can see both sides on that where, you know, there's probably certain things that they don't need on film or in audio that, you know, are tactics or methods that are used for, you know, uh, case building or whatever it may be you know I'm sure that if they had an informant of or whatever it may be that they're not going to want that recorded for you know everybody's safety so yeah it's it's jacked up it's absolutely jacked up because even if they're a victim of you know police brutality let's say or excessive use of force you know that person isn't going home to their family that night. You know. And I'm sure that's got to be a very hard decision for that officer to, to pull that trigger. 
I don't think that's a light decision. You know, I don't think that, you know, it's, I don't think it's as easy of a decision as, you know, uh, making a move in chess. I think it's a hard decision. But they have to make that decision in the fraction of a second. Because if they don't, then it means that they don't go home, or their partner doesn't go home, or, you know, their friend on the force, or a civilian doesn't go home. That's got to be the worst. That's got to be the absolute worst for them. Like, I can understand losing, a, you know, um, a friend, a partner, whatever, another, a fellow officer. But when you're responding to a crime or whatnot, and a civilian gets injured or gets killed... That's got to be, I, I can only imagine that's got to be worse, because that's, that is exactly the people that you're, you're meant to defend. And I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a law enforcement officer, I don't know what it's like to be on the force, I don't know what it's like to make a traffic stop, I don't know what it's like to be in these positions, so I don't know, I'm, it's purely, I guess it's purely speculation, it's purely from the outside looking in, but You know, um, just seeing seeing it from the outside looking in, I can only assume. It, you know, it's 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 a fucking dangerous job, and you know, it's. I mean, in today's today's day, I mean. Can we not understand why people are becoming leery of law enforcement? I mean, you know, because of social media and all this instant information, we're able to see the worst of the worst as it's happening. We're able to live stream terrible, terrible situations. And other people can see it in real time. Granted, like, you know, a couple second delay or a minute delay. But in relative real time, you're able to see across thousands of miles what's going on. And we don't have proper context most of the times. Most of the times we don't have the context of what's what happened prior. So we're just left to come up with our own conclusions and our own storyline of what happened from point A to point B. I mean, in Florida, I mean, look at the the Trayvon case when that first when that first hit. It was the story was one way. By the end of the trial. The story was completely different because at that point in time, all the speculation had been, you know, ruled out or, or you know, um, confirmed not true or whatever it may have been, uh, and you know, and people weren't happy with the court systems, understandably so. It's, you know, the anger isn't completely unfounded. It's it's interesting 
This is a very interesting time with everything going on. Because there is no quote-unquote right side. You know, the... You want to believe that all cops are good. All law enforcement agents are good. And, you know, we want to believe that all people are good. But that's not the case. It doesn't matter what environment you go in, what occupation, you know, what, what building you go in. There's always going to be a bad egg. And the same is true, you know, with... with Gun owners. It doesn't matter how many laws you put into place. The bad guys are going to do bad things. Even law-abiding citizens that, you know, went by the book and got their weapons the, the proper way and the proper methods. There's still some bad eggs. And, you know, bad people are going to do bad things, whether it's with a gun, a machete, a knife, a stick, or, you know, going all the way back to, let's say, you know, caveman times. Bone. You know, the, the first weapon to murder somebody with was probably like a big-ass thigh bone. Yeah, we, we've, they found, oh, Jesus, what was that? Um, that it was like it, I don't want to say mummy but it was a mummified corpse and it was the presumed first murder um, ever like not witnessed but um, to be I guess verified through you know an autopsy or whatnot um, I'm going to look that up I think it's Oso I don't... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it is. But I'll... I'll yeah, I think that's... I think that's what it is. It's Otzi? Utsi? Utsi. The 5,300-year-old mummy. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, sorry about that. Um, random ad on National Geographic. Thank you. Appreciate that. But Atsi, I think, uh, and I'm going to be really bad at, uh, at this, but I believe... Um, that this... It was either this guy, this mummy, this guy, or another one that uh, they found uh, frozen. I think it was in the Alps, um, where he had, he, they had found multiple um, mortal wounds that ultimately led to, to to his death. But they could track and you know see based off of the contents of his stomach where you know where he had come from because there was like berries or whatnot in his in his stomach and I think lamb. I think there was berries and lamb. 
and the only place in that region that they could, you know, that there would possibly be these berries or, you know, plant life that, that, that were found in the stomach was down in a valley, um, like a couple miles away. Uh, and then, he, you know, he sustained these wounds or whatnot, maybe possibly from another group or tribe or whatever, and he made it to the top of the mountain, or not to the top, but, you know, somewhere on the mountain, and uh, and died either due to blood loss or whatever it might have been. Uh, you know, a couple, uh, a couple hours later, a couple days later, we don't know. But they found his remains in, you know, buried under the snow, snow and ice. Which that was, pretty, and I think, I think they forensically looked at the 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 wounds, and you know, identified it as either like sharpened stone or sharpened bone, or I could be completely full of shit on all of this, but I'm pretty sure that's the way I remember it. And, I mean, you know, like I said, bad people are gonna do bad shit. It's how do we as a society? limit the bad shit or the amount of bad shit that people do. I don't think it's through gun control. I don't think it's through increasing gun you know, gun laws or restrictions on guns. I don't think it's through banning guns. I mean, even in countries that have banned guns, or at least, you know, non-hunting weapons. And, you know, it's a very strict term, hunting, what a hunting weapon is. Uh, even, you know, they're, they're stabby as fuck. So, I mean, you know, I, I, not to be fucked up about it, but I think I would probably rather be shot than stabbed. At least, you know, being shot, you don't see it coming most of the time. Being stabbed, like, you, you watch that shit as it's going in. Like, I'm not okay. I wouldn't be okay with that. Obviously, I wouldn't be okay with that, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just... It's, it's fucked up to say, but... I mean, all in all, seriously, when... When do we stop the bullshit? We're not gonna we're not gonna put an end to gun violence easily. It's not gonna be an easily won battle. I mean, last night I watched a documentary on Netflix, and I cannot for the life of me remember what the hell it was called. But um, the first episode was about. Uh, illegal guns and ghost guns. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, so it was about ghost guns. And these ghost guns were being handmade in the Philippines. And then they were being smuggled into the U.S. and sold for insane amount of money. Comparatively to what like the original cost was. You know, the original cost... The first sell price of it was like $115. Or some, something like that. Like 100 bucks, Somewhere in the $100 range. By the time it made it to the U.S., it was like two, two grand. And, uh... 
as it was explained in this documentary, a ghost gun is a firearm, more specifically a well-known firearm, that, uh, 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 1911, a 45 Colt 1911, that is handmade in the Philippines. Well, in this particular case, it was handmade in the Philippines. And made to look exactly like a legitimate, you know, I can't say American manufactured because some of them aren't, you know, most of them aren't even manufactured in America. You know, but, you know, legally manufactured ATF tracked firearm. You know, the ATF tracks uh, the the portion of the, the gun that is classified as the weapon. And they put a serial number on it. And the, the that serial number will... Always stay with that gun, obviously, but that'll trace it from owner to owner to owner to owner. And then, you know, those weapons are also, you know, test-fired and, you know, ballistic-profiled in some states. Depending on where you're at, they'll, you know, you have to turn it in and have it ballistic-profile on, on... What a ballistic-profile is, is uh, they... Once the a round is fired, as it's fired, it's coming down a rifled barrel which is a, a, a barrel that has grooves inside that twist. And every barrel is different because of little imperfections in the metal or imperfections in the grinding, whatever it may be. But each one's different, and it leaves markings on the actual projectile. So when, you know, they, they investigate a crime scene or whatever, they'll find the projectile, and they'll be able to the theory, well, theory is, it actually, they do. They'll run a ballistics profile on it and see if it matches anything in the databases, and then they can track that serial number back to the owners and all that good one stuff. Well, these ghost guns, they manufacture them with fake serial numbers. Yeah, in identical fashion to what they would, what they actually should be, but they're fake. They're completely bogus, completely bullshit. And... So when they're used for crimes, they lead to a dead end. There's no record of a purchaser. There's no record that that gun even exists. And so now, you know, down the line, it gets passed around from, you know, person to person to person that, you know, Ill illegal people, Ill Ill people that are handling this illegally that, you know, purchased, purchased it illegally, the black market guns. This ghost gun now, you know, after being used X number of times, there is no, you know, solid number. It's variable. Eventually, this, it's, it becomes more and more traceable the more it gets used. So then it becomes, you know, they, they called it a burner. And then that gets shipped down. Um, in, in this case, you know, it got, um, it got sh shipped down to Central America, where uh, I think it was Guatemala. It got sh sent down to, and uh, you know, once once it becomes a burner, it goes back down in price to like a hundred dollars. But once it enter, you know, crosses those country those the country borders, it once again becomes like two thousand dollars because it's you know it's 
internationally, there's no way to track it. They're not going to have the same ballistics. You know, in, in other countries, they probably don't even do ballistic, you know, um, testing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to anybody from a law enforcement of a different country, but I, I can only assume that they don't. Um, in, in certain other countries. Not every country, but you know what I mean. So, guns like that are going to continue to exist. And the more stringent gun laws become, the more these ghost guns and illegal firearms are going to be prevalent. We have a really bad problem in the U.S. with this. It's, it's probably a multi-billion dollar industry. The black market, not yeah, um, not legal firearms. The black market, and it's it's sickening because every time, okay, I'm talking about gun rights and all that stuff. Um, sorry, hey, we're gonna move on from that. But you know, when a couple years ago. They were kids were playing the the knockout game. You know, young adults were playing the the knockout game, where you run up on an unsuspecting person and you punch them in the face as hard as you possibly can, whether it's the back of the head, the face, whatever it is. That's the point of the game. That's it. That's it. And then sometimes you know the 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 victim gets robbed or whatnot, and in quite a few cases the victim died because of the injuries they suffered from the fall. It wasn't necessarily the the hit or the the that killed them, but it you know, they fell and hit their head on concrete or fell and you know, whatever. So, you know it's accidental homicide or I don't know what it was classified as, but you know, to me that would be accidental homicide. And you know, that was... That's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you run up to a random stranger and punch them in the face? Because you think it's funny? Because you think it's cool? It's... It's stupid. It's childish. And... What is that? That's not, that's not accomplishing anything. What are you, showing off how manly you are because you can hit somebody in the face one punch and knock them out when they're not even looking at you. They don't even know you exist in this world. It's stupid. I mean, we, we can talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours. And, I mean, there's a lot to cover. There's a lot to talk about. Of just the... the Dumb shit that happens every single day, and every single day, families are missing loved ones because somebody's an asshole. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. Because somebody's an asshole, people don't get to go home. That's fucked up. We need to fix that. Stop being assholes. 
that's the hashtag that should be coming out instead of you know hashtag all lives matter or black lives matter or whatever it may be instead of any of that shit it should be hashtag don't be an asshole that's that's my two cents on that well I, I think I'm done with my somber ranting hope everybody had a, a great weekend it's it's Monday. It's about 11.30 at night. I'm going to wrap up here shortly. But I hope everybody had a nice weekend. Um, the weekend after 4th of July, hopefully. There was not too many DUIs. That's another thing. DUIs. We'll talk about that on another podcast, possibly. I have a perspective on that. I have a perspective on that. Well, thanks for listening to the Stunted Growth Podcast.